Hello, my name is Dean Bobar, and I am the Adult Life Minister at Christ Pacific Church in Huntington Beach, California. As a church, we are seeking to cultivate a vibrant community of faith, hope, and love that follows Jesus into the world so our neighbors may also experience God's goodness. You're listening to our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us or to subscribe to this podcast, visit us at cpchb.org. We often think of the Bible as one book, but in reality, it's more a book of books, a library of literature. For the most part, we can sort out which books belong together. Daniel is one book that is difficult to categorize. It is among the major prophets in the Christian arrangement of the Old Testament, but in the Jewish arrangement, it is among the writings, having affinities with wisdom literature as well as apocalyptic literature. Let's unpack together the overall purpose and message of Daniel in terms of Daniel, the person, being a wise man and a seer. We'll proceed by looking at the two halves of Daniel and then the twin themes of God's sovereignty and God's kingdom. A good starting point for understanding the book of Daniel is noticing that the book has two halves, chapters 1 through 6 and chapters 7 through 12. The first half is the court tales of Daniel and his three friends. These men, along with many other elites from the southern kingdom of Judah, were deported by the Neo-Babylonian Empire in 605 BC. Recall that the other exiles happened in 597 and especially 586 BC. Basically, they were conscripted into service as wise men in the Babylonian royal court. The main focal point is on Daniel, his faithful service to God and his God-given visions of the future. This is why the book is named after Daniel, of course. Daniel acts according to God's wisdom, living in tune with God's righteousness and order in the world. Daniel's service as a wise man extends into Persian times when the Persian Empire overcomes the Neo-Babylonian Empire. So it extends until after 539 B.C. In the second half of the book, chapters 7 through 12, the focus shifts from court tales to apocalyptic visions. We see similar visions in the first half of the book, but the visions God gives Daniel become more numerous and prominent in the second half. So what do I mean by apocalyptic? The word is an adjective that comes from the Greek word for apocalypse, apocalypsis, which means revelation or an unveiling. Previously hidden heavenly meanings of God's purposes for the end of history are revealed through a heavenly messenger and contain highly symbolic meanings. In particular, the focus is on God's climactic intervention to save and vindicate God's suffering but faithful people and to judge the enemies of God and God's people. The book of Daniel somewhat fits into this category. Daniel is a seer who is given highly symbolic visions about God's decisive and powerful actions at the end of history, leading to the salvation of God's people and the judgment of God's enemies. That's the basic gist of the messages through the visions. Now let's turn our attention to the twin themes of God's sovereignty and God's kingdom. Throughout the court tales and apocalyptic visions, God is portrayed as sovereign again and again. Not only Daniel and his three friends, but also emperors acknowledge the sovereignty of God. Now, 
God can and does sovereignly protect and deliver God's people. But there's no promise that this will happen in every case as God's people seek to remain faithful to God. This approach to life is captured in the response of Daniel's three friends to King Nebuchadnezzar, who is threatening death if they did not bow down and worship a golden statue of the king. The following verses are from Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. While Daniel and his three friends demonstrate humble and trusting service to God, Nebuchadnezzar and other Babylonian and Persian kings pridefully exalt themselves. God's sovereignty features in every passage of the book, as does these two contrasting responses to God, who is sovereignly in control of heaven and earth. In addition to the theme of God's sovereignty, there's the related theme of God's kingdom. In particular, there's a stressing of the ultimate victory of God's kingdom over all human kingdoms. It takes much care to interpret the symbols. We don't have much space here in this podcast to unpack all the symbols and the apocalyptic visions, but it may be helpful to focus on the four kingdom schema that's repeated, as well as the emphasis on God's sovereignty in the visions. The visions seem to repeat the same message in different ways. The theme of God's kingdom is perhaps best captured in Daniel chapter 6, verses 25 through 27, which contains King Darius's decree about God's sovereign kingdom. These verses read, Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and language that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. The book of Daniel is very important for understanding the New Testament and the Christian faith. John, who wrote Revelation and other New Testament authors, and even Jesus himself, drew heavily on this book. In fact, the apocalyptic visions of Daniel find their counterpart in the New Testament book of Revelation. Jesus' favorite title for himself was the Son of Man, which comes right out of Daniel 7 and helps us to understand his person and work. Daniel's faithful service to God in the midst of a world hostile to God is also instructional for us as Jesus' followers. We are also called to trust in God's sovereign kingly power through Jesus and his future full establishment of God's gracious and powerful reign on the earth. Thanks so much for joining us for our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our Year in the Bible campaign to subscribe or learn how you can become engaged with us as a church, please visit us at cpchb.org.